Hello, hello. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday, indeed. James, good to see you here, mate. Awesome to have everyone on this morning. A few of the early birds up and at it. Melinda, morning to you. Aaron, how are you, mate? Brendan, in the house. Good to see you, folks. Thanks for joining me. Another Wealth Coffee chat. Uh, this one is for you, Rose. If you're listening today, give us a shout out, Rose. Uh, Rose left me a, a note on one of my uh, one of my channels, a bit of a comment in the chat section saying, "Hey, can you explain capital gains tax a little bit more? Maybe the two year rule." So I thought we might have a little look at that today, and I'll give you some guidance of where you can go read some stuff. Um, the ATO has actually got some pretty good information online. However, a lot of it is pretty uh, in, intense. I'll show you that in a minute. So we're going to talk a little bit about capital gains tax today. And did you know, folks, there's actually no such thing as capital gains tax. Did you know that? Did you know that? Tell me in the chat, do you know why I say that? Uh, and it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, but uh, it's, uh, it's true. There's actually no such thing as a capital gains tax. Tell me, do you know what I mean by that? Morning to you, Luke. Uh, we got David here. David, morning, mate. Kevin, all the way from Florida. Morning, good evening to you. Mick, g'day, mate. Good to see you. Uh, a capital gains tax, hey? Do you know that, uh, that there's no such thing, hey? There you go. Why do I say that? How does it work, folks? Well, um, let's dive into that today. Hang around. Might be a short one today. We're just going to talk about capital gains tax. Like I said, this one's for you, Rose. There we go. Let's have a bit of a look. What are we talking about when it comes to capital gains tax? Do you know? All right. Might be a little bit detailed today, but uh, hopefully not too dry. Listen, how is tax calculated? Well, folks, every cent that you receive, every cent that you receive, wherever it's received, Money is received in your personal name, a company, or a trust. There's, there's three places that that money is received or some structure, partnerships, you know, blah, 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 super funds, whatever. They're all some version of uh, an entity or a recognized tax-paying entity. But here, at the end of the day, ladies and gents, for you and me as individuals, if you make a capital gain, capital gain, right? If you buy something and you make a capital gain from property, shares, cryptocurrencies, and the like, there's a lot more. I'll show you where you can find this out a bit later on. You will pay tax on the income. The calculated gain turns into income, and you pay tax at your, you, your marginal tax rate. Now, hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. So really what happens is, team, folks, what happens to uh, us and bits and pieces, we go something like this. We earn some money. You as an individual earn some money, all right, and you pay income tax on that, okay? That might be P-A-Y-G, P-A-Y-G. I'll rub that out. P-A-Y-G, you go to work. Each day, you earn some cash and you pay your taxes, okay? That's where you pay your tax on the PAYG income. 
let's say you get 100 grand in here, then you'd pay about 25K in tax. Everyone cool with that? Following along. Let's say over here you have a property and you sell that property. And uh, let's say you bought it for 500, uh, you sold it for 600, and you made a $100,000 gain in that year. The gain was made in that year. Okay. Now, I'm not including costs and stamp duties and ins and outs and all this sort of stuff and cost base. And there's a, there's a gazillion little details to calculate this, but here's the big picture conversation. You make a capital gain and depending on how long you've owned it and, and who owns it, you as the individual own it. Let's just say you as the individual owned it. You've owned it for longer than 12 months. If it's an investment, it's an investment and you are eligible to reduce. You, have, you can get a 50% discount on the calculation of the gain. So what happens is the 100K um, to be calculated for tax goes from 100 to 50K. So you calculate, are you eligible? Morning, Alison. Morning, Chris. Good to see you uh, in the house. You are eligible for a discount of the gain that you have to calculate on. You made 100. Listen, folks, you get a hunt, you get 50 for free. 50 is a free hit. Fantastic. Thank you. And then the other 50, folks, now is added to your income. So now you earn 150K and now your tax becomes, you know, 35K. Okay. You will pay only income tax. Folks, you will not pay capital gains tax. You will be calculated on a gain that you make. There you go. There you go. Hopefully that makes sense. Does that make sense? Um, as you go. Um, well, Alison, that is great to hear. I'm sure I know what that's about because uh, the last few days, uh, a few people have been getting some great news and that's uh, it's wonderful. I'm really happy for you. That is awesome few friends of mine plus some extra clients and customers have had a really nice time of uh, getting some great valuations in on their properties. That's awesome to hear. Awesome to hear, Alison. Fantastic work. So, folks, we make a capital gain, we get a discount, and then we apply that to our personal income. That's how this stuff works. Um, that's how this stuff works. High overview, overview, uh, about what's going on. But let's just take a little look. Um, is it always a 50% discount, Nick? Um, not always, but for property investors, it depends on how you own it. And that's what I wanted to sort of maybe talk about today. Um, that is correct, Luke. You know, it's certainly, well, well, it's very smart to manage in advance a capital gain. Luke, Mick, right? So, this is what a lot of people do. So a lot of people in the future, um, let's say, um, you know, if you were planning on making a capital gain and we're talking about sort of acquisition, acquisition, consolidation, lifestyle, right? So um, that's why I always say buy well, never sell, right? Um, uh, in reality, you may sell some of your 
properties at some point for a couple of reasons, right? Let's say we acquire these properties here and let's say, like, you, you know what I t- sort of talk about, between five and six properties, one including your principal place of residence is a good number. That That is a fantastic number financially and you could, most people can acquire that over a seven to 10 year period, right? So let's say um, we do the do and over here, you know, your, um, your values are up and your debts are down and over here you've got some, you know, some significant value and you've got some significant cash flow, okay? Um, uh, yeah, we'll get onto that in just a sec, Belinda, for sure. So at some point, um, you know, Luke, Mick, you say, all right, maybe when I look to work less, okay, maybe I, when I look to work less, or maybe when I have a strategy, you know, we've talked, Andy and I have talked about Andy Fenton. We've talked about, you know, there might be a reason to transfer some of this gain, some dollars from your personal world into somewhere else that might be treated better tax-wise, right? So um, there's some very cool opportunities to transfer a, for a gain, from let's say a property sale into let's say super uh, at some point in the future uh, and minimize those capital gains tax and, and, and get them down. So you, um, I'm going to get Andy to do a little bit of talk about that one. So the point is, yes, Luke, it's certainly worth minimizing your income in the year that you're selling it. You know, I've got people who, who um retire they don't have any income for the first couple of years and then that's when they do the rearrangement of their uh rearrangement of their assets you know selling down shifting over those sorts of things as you go um i just had uh let me see here anyway oh back okay cool uh the chat just logged out i've gone back in so um and often down here when we're is in like let's say retirement phase or coming up to change phase that's a good time to consider these things okay as we go uh who qualifies for the 50 percent discount belinda um has who qualifies here's how it works in general in general okay uh an individual so a, a person or persons and uh trusts okay and it's super and other things as well. But in general, if you own a property, and I'm just going to talk about property, um, there are other assets that this applies to. But if you own a property for more than 12 months, if you own a property for more than 12 months, this is an investment, folks, investment, investment. Remember, your principal place of residence, your home is uh, CGT-free. Um, uh, as well. So if you own it for more than 12 months, you can get a 50% discount on the capital gains that you would calculate then um, to add to your income. Okay. That's how it works. Now, the interesting thing that has happened right now is that uh, who remembers, who knows that uh, a little while ago, um, Let's say um, uh, 
Uh, when did it start? In two thousand and uh, in two thousand and eighteen, like something happened here, right? So, and this is this is just conversations around structuring now and having a think about what might it look like in the future. Okay, so for some of us, we might, um, you know, owning properties in our own name and and trusts was very useful because you received. Hang on. You received the uh, the discount, okay? So if you ever were planning on, you know, selling a property or doing something like that, then that was quite sensible. But what has happened, folks, over the last little while, company tax rates, company tax rates have reduced, right? So 30%, you know, 27, 26, 25. And so now company tax rates or owning a property in a company and making a capital gain, technically, if you think about it in this sense, all right, let's go back to my little scribbly sheet. Um, my little scribbly sheet uh, is that. Let's go here. Uh, so if you make $100,000, you get a 50% discount, okay, minus 50% equals 50000 and you would pay tax on that 50,000, okay? 50k. So, folks, if that 50k was added already added to your $100,000 as an income, yeah? Okay. Uh and uh either you owned it in your own name or you owned it in a trust. This is getting a bit technical, but I'll just quickly say it. Um now your income's 150, you would be paying more than 25% tax. Hopefully you're following along here, okay? So there could be a good conversation to have. This this is in a trust or your personal name, personal, personal, right? Trust or personal because it has to push out into your uh, personal name. Over here, depending on how the company is set up and, and, and so on, you make 100K, you don't get a discount, but the tax rate is only 25%, okay? So you only pay 25K in tax. The tax rate is fixed at 25. If your money pushes into your personal name from a trust or um, the direct calculation from the gain into your personal income, you might be paying 30% tax at that point in time, okay? So there's a question over here. For companies now, the tax rate has dropped to 25%. There has to be some structuring and there has to be some conversations with your accountants and so on, folks. Okay. However, there's some benefits for companies because you don't actually have to push the money out into uh, an individual's name and so on. Anyway, I, I'm not going to dive into that today. That's for another time and I'll get Andy Fenton along. Uh, maybe that's a bit technical for today's conversation. But there's two things, and this is for you, Rose. Uh, this is for you. That uh, there's a few things that um, that was asked um, about the principal place of residence, folks. So I want to just quickly talk about them before I finish up today. There's two rules that we need to understand with our home, our principal place of residence. Um, there's a six-year rule and a two-year rule. Okay. Two years and six years. And what do they what do they apply to? 
listen, you can do this. I'll, I'll just quickly show you. So after this, you could go and have a look at. Um, uh, you can go and have a look at all of the details of this. Everything that I'm talking about is online, available for you to read. Uh, and if you're into it, you should go and read it. Most of it's on the ATO's website, right? Um, there is a uh, a six-year rule that you can rent your property out um, and still it still be treated as your main residence, right? Uh, and it can continues, see here, it continues to be exempt from capital gains tax, okay? Um, it continues to be um, considered tax-free, okay? So what does that mean? So if you are, if you have a printed place of residence, let's go here just quickly. Go, you can go and read it, look it up online, uh, printed print place of residence. So if you move out, you can rent it for up to six years um, as long as you don't nominate another property as a principal place residence in the meantime. But you've got like a – if you do, you've got six months window to sell it anyway after six years. But it will uh, – you could move back in or you could sell it uh, and it will still be capital gains tax-free, Okay. The two-year rule is this. If you uh, move out, so you have a PPR, PPR. If you have a PPR and you move it, you buy another one. So you're going to another PPR. So this is your old one and you're going to a new one. You have up to two years to sell or move into the new one um, as a transition rose. And I, I think that's what you are asking about the other day. Okay. So if you move into a new one or you're building it, it this this is usually allowable for sort of, you know, um, you know, building a new one and, you know, nominating that one and selling the old one and you've but you've got the benefit on both and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's what happens. You've got a bit of a benefit there. Not not really a benefit, but just a, a window that you can make sure you um, you know, you're not um you're not disadvantaged, okay? So those are the rules, uh, the basic rules, and there's some much more detailed stuff online. Uh, go and have a look at the ATA website, folks. Um, fantastic, fantastic. Two, two really good websites, the um, the ATA website, some good info, and, and uh, this one here called Money Smart, okay? Moneysmart.gov.au and the good old um, ATA website. Uh, you can have a bit of a look at that. There's plenty of information on there. Anyway, hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully that was useful. A little bit detailed today. A little bit detailed. A little bit down in the uh, down in the details of it, folks. But um, that one was for you, Rose. Hopefully it was useful. If you need more info, give us a shout. Always happy to to uh, dive a little deeper on that stuff if you want to. But then I need to get the experts. We've got Daniel. We've got. Andy, and we've got uh, Anthony, who are all part of the network of experts uh, here at Positive that can talk particularly specifics uh, about these things as we go because they're qualified accountants, financial planners. So there you go. Uh, All right, folks, that's it. I've got something to do. I'm taking my wife away for the weekend for her birthday. I need to rush off and pack or I'll be late for our thing so i gotta go (laughs) 
Anyway, that's it. Stop, stop rabbiting, Jason. Say goodbye. All right, folks, that's it. Great to see you. Join me next week for another one. You guys know the drill. We're going to hang out and start it again on Monday, and uh, we'll sort some fear from the facts. You guys have an awesome weekend. Thanks for joining me. Take care, folks. Bye for now.